Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sounds Like Sam. Week 6 is officially over with. We're back with another episode. Every Monday, putting out a new podcast. Really appreciate you listening. Today's episode is going to be very similar to the rest. Don't really have anything new. Going to go over the, the bye week teams. Going over a little week 6 recap. Going over some player news. And then I'm going over my waiver wire picks for uh, week 7. So, if you haven't already, subscribe to It Sounds Like Sam, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you could write a review, that'd be great. Uh, Sam Fulton TV on YouTube. So, uh, without further ado, let's just start off with uh, the week six recap. Right off the bat, Thursday night football was another terrible game. Prime football has not been prime; it's been slime. <laughs> that was really, really bad. Crap games. You know, it's not what Amazon wanted. I, I don't know if it's schedule or if it's just like the teams, but. The Thursday night games have not been good. Started off with a blowout by the Bills, Rams, Chiefs, Chargers was just all defense. Um, what else was it? I this last week was Commanders, Bears, and and then the week before was the Broncos, Colts, and specifically these last two games. Like almost no touchdowns were scored. It's all field goals, just. I mean, the defenses were playing really well, but it just wasn't fun football, you know? Like, you, you want some scores. You, you obviously want some defensive plays, because that's that also makes it exciting. But if it's all defense, then it's like, it's no fun to watch, usually. Hopefully, as the season progresses, they'll get better. But moving forward to Sunday's games, the biggest news of the week would be Steelers beat the Buccaneers. My, my boys uh, whooped Tom Brady. That was really nice to see. They didn't really get much offense going, but what they did ha- have, like... They needed it. Chase Claypool actually came up with a two huge plays in the end. Came up with their their second touchdown of the game, which they really needed, and then had a basically game winning uh, just possession to keep to, to keep the Steelers' offense going with like two minutes and forty seconds left in the fourth quarter that got them to the point to be able to put themselves in a victory formation. So uh, to see that and to see their defense come up really well against a pretty tough. Buccaneers offense that just has not gotten going for the uh, for this first couple weeks of the season. That was really nice to see, but uh, it, it does face some concerns regarding uh, the Buccaneers and their offense moving forward. Something has to change, uh, it, and it's funny because you know with the names they have on their team, with guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, um, you know Julio Jones. These are like the biggest names in football or at least they they have been over the past like four years at least as re- receivers or running backs um and, and then you have tom brady at the helm and it's like they they haven't been able to produce on offense it's like what is going on um i don't know maybe that the, the i don't know what you call it like they, they've just kind of hit a wall maybe it's partially due to tom brady and uh you know he's, he's going through a lot of things like personally like his divorce and uh, allegedly, and uh, their offensive line has been doing good. I read something that was like he doesn't even show, he wasn't even showing up to practice this whole week. And then you see on the sideline, he's yelling at the offensive line to play better. But it's like, you know, dude, maybe you should show up. And it's, it's I know it's your team and all, but I, I mean, and I don't even know if that's true or not. But that was just something that was interesting to me. Other big news would be Bills beat the Chiefs. That was a crazy game. Uh, although my my TV's been super staticky lately, so. <laughs> I've just been watching blobs on TV, barely knowing who, what players who, basically just listening to the audio, but yeah, I really gotta fix my internet, so. Other big news, Jets beat the Packers, 
to all those Jets fan Jets fans out there, congratulations. Finally got a team going. Beat powerhouse like the Packers. Packers kind of suck, so uh, apologies to all the Packer fans out there. Although I don't really apologize because I, I don't really like Packers. Uh, and uh, Eagles 6-0. That's pretty big news. Uh, the only thing that's, I mean, as good as the Eagles are, and I love the Eagles team, I really like the trade they made to, to get A.J. Brown. Uh, their their run game is great. I love Jalen Hurts uh, running the ball, and I think that's been a huge part of their success. And their defense has been playing outstanding. So the only thing I'm thinking about, though, is, uh, you know, this is only week six. It's still really early. I I mean, they, they've been doing really well at getting to, like, 26 points, but I really haven't seen them burst out of, um, you know, that, that 20 or, th- like, 30 five to 40 range like I'd, I'd like to be seeing them uh kind of blowing out more teams I guess I mean that sounds stupid <laughs> given how well they're doing but it's like as, as good as they're doing like I'd like to see them do a little bit better and like I don't think this is gonna be they're not gonna be the, the, the that Dolphins team that won every single game granted I think they only have to play 15 games but I don't think they're gonna go 18 and 0 um I just don't. I think their games have been really close recently, uh, but again, they're they're playing really good football. And but yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of when the Cardinals last season were like seven and zero. People were like, "Oh man, they're the best team in football," and they really were the first seven weeks. But I'm not saying that they're going to turn into that. But you know, it's something to think about. And I, I really like the fact that they have a good running quarterback. So uh, keep up the good work, Eagles. Hopefully, you guys won't turn out like the 2021. Cardinals and uh, lose in the first round of the wild card. So, uh, anyways, uh, then uh, tonight's game, Monday Night Football, was Chargers Broncos overtime win for the, the Chargers. Really defensively, it was pretty good. Offensively, Broncos got it going a little bit in the first quarter, I believe, and then they just kind of like fell apart and they just couldn't get anything going. Melvin Gordon was sitting out, uh, and they were just putting in uh, what's his name, Mer. Uh, Lamar, no. Shoot, what's his name? Latavius Murray was. I, I thought he was on the Saints, which was great. I swear, I saw him on the Saints in Week Two. They must have dropped him or something, and then the Broncos picked him up for Williams' injury. But it was really surprising to see that they favored him over Gordon, and uh, that kind of brings me to my next segment: is the news, player news specifically. And so, right going from there, uh, I I think the them not going towards. Gordon is going to push them to try to trade him or drop him. He has not been playing very well. I, I know he's had some trouble holding onto the football, and he just did not look happy in this game. Like they they showed him on the sidelines a couple times. He was just shaking his head, like, "Man, why aren't you giving me the ball?" So I understand where he's coming from. He obviously wants to be the workhorse running back, and they're not giving him a chance. But I, I feel like he's going to request a trade, or they're going to try and trade him. Uh, but you know, there's other there, there's other guys in the league right now um, that are on the trading block. Uh, Rams running back uh, Cam Akers is on the the trade block, and uh, it's because apparently it's football reasons. Rams said it's personal, it's it's personal, for, it was for personal reasons, but it doesn't really seem like it because it, from what I've heard from other sources, was they don't like the he doesn't like the role he's been giving, he's been given. By Sean McVay and McVay doesn't like the way that Cam Akers is responding to it. Plus, he just hasn't been running the ball effectively, 
and they kind of want to let him go. And, you know, I, the first thought I had was like, well, you know what, bring back Todd Gurley. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, he... And, you know, maybe they saw it coming for Todd Gurley, um, and that's why they dropped in. He didn't have that great of a season on the Falcons. And, yes, it was injury-related, but, you know, for, for, for this, it's a little bit different just because, you know, he was injured the entire year, and he was supposed to be their main guy. Comes into the playoffs, really doesn't do that much. Honestly, he kind of hindered the team. And even in the Super Bowl, like, you could tell the advantage for them was having teams not know who they were going to play. And it was like, oh, like, first game, we're going also, like, Sony Michelle. Next game, we're all going, like, Daryl Henderson. Third game, uh, mostly Cam Makers. But I think they, they should have just stepped, they should have just stuck with uh, Sony Michelle. He was running the ball so well for them. And they, they let him go. They let him walk. Now he's on the Chargers. Doesn't have that big a role, but at least he knew their offense and, like, did a good job. It just doesn't seem like Cam Makers is doing a good job. So it was kind of kind of a bad thing for them I mean maybe they'll make a big baller trade and go after McCaffrey but I don't know maybe they could go after Gordon but they got to get someone I don't think they're gonna stick with Henderson they don't really have anybody else yeah they beat the the Panthers this past weekend but you know and they're they're gonna have a bye week but they have been improving on defense so that's good to see but offensively it just seems like they're still in a drought other news uh Christian McCaffrey's on the trade block talked about that a little bit (laughs) just just now but maybe the Rams take him I don't know maybe the Broncos look at him I don't really would I would rather have him be on the Rams but I don't know if I doubt it's gonna happen but we'll see uh Hopkins returns DeAndre from uh DeAndre Hopkins returns from his suspension coming back for week seven and uh yeah so if you have him fantasy I don't know if I'd start him exactly now but I mean maybe if you're in a little bit a bit of a pickle with uh bye weeks there's a lot of teams on bye uh, maybe you go, uh, I, I would try putting him in because, you know, they just lost Marquise Brown for a couple weeks and, um, they probably really need him back. He, you know, no, I, I take that back. I would definitely start him. What am I saying? <laughs> if you have him, I'd start him. I, I definitely am. Um, <clears throat> next, uh, teams on by. What a good transition. Uh, for week seven, we got some powerhouse teams on by, including the undefeated Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, not only that, but we got the Rams and the Vikings too. Uh, big players that are on by this week are going to be Allen, Robin, or wait, no, <laughs> Allen, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs for the, the Rams, I mean the Bills, then uh, the Bills defense, of course, Rams, they got Cup, Stafford, Rams defense, uh, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Eagles defense, maybe if you have like their tight end, uh, but you know, the, this is a, a big week for fantasy because, you know, if, if you have a lot of these guys, then you might have to struggle for a week or take the, the L. So if you don't want to take the L, here are some guys uh, I would recommend looking for on the waiver wire who are, for the most part, available. First one we got is Deion Jackson, running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He was a huge threat in the receiving game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Caught 10 balls uh, on 10 targets, ran for 70 yards and a touchdown. He was elite. He was elite this weekend, uh, especially with Naheem Hines and... Uh, their RB1, Josh, no, 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 Jonathan Taylor, out. Uh, I don't think they might be out, but apparently uh, the only issue with Deion Jackson was that he was injured and taken off with a uh, quad injury in that game. But, you know, if, if he's available, I, I'm, I'd i still take him. I, last time I checked, he was available in 60% of leagues. This is a guy who uh, is clearly 
a check down guy for the Colts whose offense is not very good. If Matt Ryan's throwing the ball, I mean, you got to take what you can get. And uh, he's obviously doing well with it. So maybe he's going to replace Naheem Hines if he doesn't come back. But it's definitely a guy to look for because he was offensively uh, getting stuff done for them. Another Colts guy to look at would be uh, Alec Pierce. He did a really good job this Sunday. Got a touchdown. Had 40 yards receiving. Not exactly like superstar performance, but they're looking. Uh, Matt Ryan's looking for him. It's a pass-heavy offense right now for the Colts, especially with a guy like Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines out. You know, if, if you need a wide receiver, he's available. Go pick him up. I would flex him out, honestly. Um, that's how much confidence I have right in him right now. Uh, other guys would be Hunter Henry with Bailey Zappi at quarterback has been a big target for him. He had four receptions, I believe, for 60, no, 40 yards in touchdown. I can't remember, but he had a touchdown. This is like the first sign of Hunter Henry coming back into Hunter Henry mode. Um, and if you don't remember last season, Hunter Henry took a long time to come into play. This is the game that he showed, you know, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm still here, guys. So I, I think if you need a tight end, which a lot of people do with the way that the tight ends are right now, if there's a guy out right now to take at um, tight end, I would look at Hunter Henry. And uh, kind of like the Kyle Pitts situation where, oh, a lot of people took him as the third tight end. Um, I mean, t- Hunter Henry, no one was targeting him. But he had nine touchdowns last season. So, And uh, to me personally, if you're scoring a touchdown in your tight end, you're a potential starting tight end because the only real threats at tight end right now are... Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and that's really it. No George Kittle. He's not been that great. And, uh, you know, Goddard hasn't been that great. Dalton Schultz hasn't been that great. Um, there's still a wide open range for tight ends right now. And uh, Hunter Henry's a guy you got to look to. So uh, he's on my list. Uh, next guy, Chase Claypool, had a big role this weekend uh, with the Steelers. He looked like he was, like, the only receiving threat they had. Pickens, uh, the rookie... Got some work done. Deontay Johnson hasn't really looked like himself this season or what people thought he would be. And uh, But Chase Claypool has come on and he made some good plays. Uh, it'd be nice to see him actually continue this. Will he? No, but he'd be a, a nice bench stash, uh, stash or maybe even a flex play this coming weekend uh, versus the Miami Dolphins because it's likely that um, Howard's going to f- follow uh, Deontay and... Uh, you know, he seemed to have a good connection with both Pickens, I mean Pickett and uh, Mitch Trubisky. So depending on who starts, if it's Trubisky, if it's um, Pickett, I, I think he has a good chance to, to be a, a good reliever for a guy like Stephon Diggs or uh, AJ Brown. So, or, or even like uh, Gabe Davis. So, oh, and, and Justin Jefferson. So. And Cup. <laughs> There's so many, rece- so many good receivers on by. So you really got to consider your options and um to me at least two guys you're going to want to look at would be chase claypool and alec pierce so uh i would also consider Kenyon drake especially if jk dobbins is out he seemed to be the 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 running back for uh the ravens he did really well this weekend uh mike boone is another guy to look at he seemed to be up there and uh, as a the receiving back for the broncos uh if you need a quarterback you have uh, josh allen or uh, Jalen Hurts out. Another running quarterback to consider is Marcus uh, Mariota, who I, I've, I mean, I, I really have liked what he's done, uh, and I, I just like quarterbacks that have a running ability. 
if they're able to get six with their legs, not only is it good for, you know, the, the team, but it's mostly more beneficial for your fantasy team because six points is better than three points. So if they're getting it done with their legs, you'd rather see that. And Marcus Mariota is a big, big guy. Uh, I believe he ran for one or two touchdowns this last weekend versus a tough San Francisco 49ers defense. So uh, they're looking like they're on a roll. If you need a quarterback, if you have Josh Allen, if you have uh, Stafford, um, Jalen Hurts, I would consider looking at Marcus Mario. Uh, and then now uh, a segment I did last time was uh, three defenses to pick up and start this weekend. So if you have uh, defenses like the Bills, Rams, Eagles, need a start, look for the Jets, the Titans, and the Broncos. Those are my three defenses to uh, pick up and start. The Jets are probably available in most leagues. They play the Broncos, whose offense has not been very good. Uh, if you're saying, oh, no, the Jets aren't good. Well, you know, I'd say the same thing. But, you know, they're actually really good this starting off this uh, this year. So uh, they're really coming together, have a nice young group of guys, and uh, they're playing really well. They, they basically didn't allow the Green Bay Packers to score more than a one touchdown, kept Aaron Rodgers at, at bay. I don't even know if that's a word, but they did it. If they can stop Aaron Rodgers, they can for sure stop a Russell Wilson who can't get their, their team going either. So, uh, CJ Mosley's been playing great. They actually have a legit defense. I like Roberts, what Robert Sala's done. And uh, they're, they're, they're a startable defense this weekend. Um, next is going to be Titans versus Colts. Uh, I think you have to consider the Titans this week and how poor the Colts offense has been. Uh, the the Titans have a really good front uh, defensively, so uh, they might have some issues on uh, the defensive back end, but um, for the most part, like up front, they're not going to let anything through, and they're probably going to sack uh, Matt Ryan a couple times, probably going to pick him up, pick him off once or twice. So I think this is going to be a good defensive start for you. Uh, another defensive start is going to be the Broncos versus the Jets. As much as the Jets' defense and Jets' team as a whole has been playing well, the Broncos' defense has been playing really well. And even with the losses they've had uh, to their defensive backs, guys have been coming up clutch. They've been playing really well. They have a really good defensive front. I, I like this team. And, you know, if you, you got a, 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 a defense um, or you need one, I, I wouldn't stray away from the Broncos. Now, my last point is uh, it's going to be a bonus tip of the week. <laughs> with all these bye weeks coming up and if you have uh, if you're in a league where you need you, you you have defenses um and you know people don't tend to hold on to defenses they'll probably drop their defense one of the best defenses in the league actually two of them right now are the bills and the eagles and if anybody drops these two teams this weekend what you're going to want to do is uh find your worst player and drop them and pick up the bills or uh fight or i mean the or eagles defense because as much as defenses don't really mean anything, and you can technically go week to week and find people on the waiver wire and use my advice, but what you'd rather do is have and hold on to the number one or number two defense, and they're both going on by like this weekend. So I would recommend if anybody drops them, pick them up immediately, snatch them. It could be a fantasy winner for you. So um, that's my tip of the week, and the, if anybody drops the Bills or Eagles, pick them up one other tip would be uh if you're looking for a trade a guy i'm actually looking to trade for would be Brees hall i think what he's done uh with as a rookie and on the jets team he's re looked really good 
I would consider if you have a guy like Chubb, if you have a guy like Alvin Kamara, I would actually try to trade for Brees Hall for with those players. Um, and maybe you make like a double team move where you try to go after like a, you try to get a wide receiver of theirs too. But if you need help, feel free to contact me at Bullseye Fantasy on Instagram or Twitter. Send me an email. Make sure you uh, subscribe to my email list. Uh, I just started that and um, hopefully I'll be posting that pretty soon. But uh, thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is Sam with Sounds Like Sam. Uh, we got a special guest on the podcast today. Uh, his name's Jason. He created uh, the one and only Football League. Uh, Jason, say hello. What's up, guys? This is Jason. Yeah, he's on uh, the Island 543 podcast. If you haven't already, check it out. It's uh, pretty good. Uh, Jason and I go back. Uh, I, I, I was able to join this fantastic league uh, last season, and it's uh, second annual uh comeuppance and uh jason i just want to the viewers to know a little bit more about this league because it's such a interesting league can you just tell me a little bit uh about the league yeah so what's what's very interesting about the uh the fantasy football kicker league is that this fantasy football league is made up of entirely only kickers which is quite unique um and um you can look at it or you can have your own opinion about it but uh it's growing in popularity um it's actually the third annual year doing it uh the the first annual started out with eight then we grew to 12 now we're at 16 which i think is the perfect perfect number i agree we actually had a waiting list this year that's Uh, fantastic i know so i don't even know what to do after this because you know you yeah. can't really go more than 16 teams in a fantasy league. Hey, well, I, I think you, you might have to go uh, 32 and just oh, one gosh. round. Uh, this year was two rounds, which uh, is good. But the only problem is uh, there are not many waiver wire uh, additions. So it's no. mostly on the luck of the draw. But uh, I would say it's a great league. I, I enjoy being a part of it. My team is not doing very well. But um, it, I I enjoy the fact that it has kickers on it. Um which I, I think a lot of people don't appreciate. That some people try to uh, go without them, and uh, I I think it's wrong. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I completely agree. I was actually in a fantasy football league um, earlier this year, and when I realized that they took out kickers in in like the league, they took they took out kickers and defense. I said, "Can you add these back?" And they just decided no. I decided not to pay the uh, the buy-in, and I. Uh, drop out of that league because you know i feel like it it's fantasy football for a reason it's literally we're there because of uh because of the kickers it's fantasy football kickers are most important player yeah they are the most important player they're the one kicking the ball so you know um yeah that's i decided to make a revolutionary idea of uh, creating a fantasy football league made up of entirely only kickers and more of what this is is uh Again, it's a fantasy football league, but there are 16 teams, um, which means, um, and again, only kickers. However, more specifically on the rules, each team will draft for two rounds, and uh, you you will be playing with two slots. So every team will have two kickers, and with 32 NFL teams, that means every team will fill up their entire roster with kickers. Um, there are no bench or IR slots. Um, additionally. If your team is on a bye week, then you have to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, I mean, there's really just 
basically, <laughs> uh, basically, it's it's really luck of the draw in this league. But um, there is one small strategy I, I think you could have is drafting two, your two kickers um, who have to who share the same bye week yes. because. Uh, my uh, my kicker is on the Texans. I think it's Fairbairn. Um, he was on bye week this week, so I, I lost by a lot because uh, I only had Matt Gay kicking versus the other player had two kickers. So yeah, Matt Gay only put up six points, and the other guy put up nineteen. I wasn't even close. Um, but yeah, maybe it, it's it's up to you if you want to take the sacrifice. Um, additionally, some other rules is, is this is a PPR league, so if for some reason uh, your kicker is in a trick play and becomes a wide receiver or quarterback, they'll make additional points off of that. Um, Let's see here. So it's a 15-week regular season, um, which means your team will play every other team once. Eight teams will go to the playoffs, um, with week 16 being the first round, week 17 having four teams for the semifinals, and uh, week 18 having the two teams for the finals. $10 buy-in, which I think I'm going to have to increase last year or this next year because uh, Dan, it was so popular. But the buyout will be $100 for first place, second place with $40, and third place with $20. Oh, lastly, the draft. So the draft actually happened um, these previous two years at 5 o'clock Pacific time um, on Thursday night football for week one, which was literally 20 minutes before the first game started of the season. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's I think that's the craziest part. And but it works really well. I thought uh, even though I wasn't able to draft, you don't necessarily need to because if you're not like the first kicker or the first player to draft, uh, it's really just difficult to even choose like, oh, who am I going to pick? So that was, I thought that was a smart move, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and it's not necessarily luck of the draw, because if you're the first round draft pick, you're going to get like the best kicker you know you're gonna get like justin tucker uh butker or uh mcpherson and they'll be putting up a lot of points but if you're the first draft pick you're gonna get the worst draft pick as well because you're gonna get the first and the third third overall pick you're gonna get the worst uh overall predicted kicker <laughs> yeah. so what you really want to do is either honestly you might want to be like the 16th round pick <laughs> so you get the 16th and 17th island 543 nick is actually undefeated in this league he is undefeated. He's somehow managed to be six and zero now, which is insane. Yeah, it's it's good for good for him. I uh, I'm I'm pretty jealous, honestly. <laughs> and I I started off this the season with a uh, oh I was, I was oh one and two. I week through week three, I had two ties. <laughs> That's crazy. That's this must this might be the only league where you, you uh you'll have that many ties in a season or yeah. more. But yeah. uh. Jason, uh, thank you for coming on the show and explaining this. I think this was an important uh, discussion to have, and uh, it, it was just a—it was a fun idea that I, I thought had to be heard by the public. Yeah, of course. Um, if anyone's interested in joining the league next year, um, give me a give me a message on Instagram or something. Love, would love to uh, meet some fellow degenerates um, who are interested in expanding this idea, and uh, yeah, would love to ha- learn your thoughts. That's 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 good. All right, uh, all right. See ya, Jason.